Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Today's Business Leaders. I am really excited about today's episode because I'm having uh, one of our guests back that was on the show about three years ago and also one of my good friends uh, that I've known for quite a few years here. I don't always do two guests on the show, so they might beat me up, which you guys might enjoy. But I'm really excited to have Kevin Snow and Donnie Bovin on. We're going to talk about entrepreneurship, sales, scaling a business. And actually, I think we're going to talk a little bit about having an effective partnership in business, too. So stay tuned and we're going to dive in. What's up, guys? What's going on, brother? Hey, Gabe. Dude, you uh, look kind of sexy in that video coming on. Almost like you're professional and you know, like you got your shit together, dude. I'm impressed. I'm trying. That's my goal. <laughs> like I said, I want to grow up to be like you, Donnie. So I'm working hard. So hey, you know, keep going. One day you might be able to get hair back. So when that happens, dude, it's all in. <laughs> awesome. You know, well, there's a reason Donnie's wearing a cap now all the time. It's not because he looks good in them. It's starting to run from the back forward. So yes, that's coming. what happened to me. I had two big holes in the back and I'm like, yeah. I don't like this. Plus, this is easy every day. I look good. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go like <laughs> that far, but I'm sure it's easy. <laughs> Kevin knows what's it, what it's about, right? So <laughs> I, I, I probably need to pull out a cap so I can be cool like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Can't tell you how many times we've done this. People like, you know what? Let me go get a damn ball cap. And they actually go and put one on. So we're used to it. We're used to it. So. Well, yeah, I'm I'm excited because Donnie, we we talked. I looked it up actually because I couldn't remember. We had was it three years ago. I heard you say it in the intro. It was like June 2019, which I don't know how that's possible. That seems like it's it seems like oh, it was last year, right? Yeah, it does. It does. That's crazy. (laughs) And Uh, a lot of shit's changed in that time. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Back then, um, you were doing sales coaching. I don't think that uh, the badass uh, you know brand was out there yet. No, and. So I'd like to kind of start from where we left off and tell me kind of how how you came up with that idea, Donnie, when you looped Kevin in. I'm sure he's a pain to deal with every day, but he's still here. So why don't you start there and then we'll, we'll go from there to catch us up from what you've been working on the last few years. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, what I realized in my first early years of business was I really was confused in the marketplace um, because I had so many things that I was interested in. I was trying to do them all. Yeah. So um, sales is always that thing I kind of lean back on because I'd done it my entire life. Um, what I realized is by strictly focusing on sales, I was talking to the wrong people. Uh, I was talking to either broke people or I was talking to uh, salespeople, not getting to the decision makers that we needed to do to move forward. So we had to reconfigure what our target market was. And as I started leaning more on what I really wanted to do, how I wanted to impact and show up, I found kind of my purpose along the way, which is to get as many people to freedom as I fucking can, you know, getting to freedom through building a business because so many gurus, especially when I made the leap, were like, hey, be an entrepreneur. It's a cool thing, you know, like entrepreneur became like the new MLM and yeah. you, know, you can be a millionaire overnight type thing. And I know when it got really hard for me, nobody was out there saying, hey, it's going to be all right. Stay in the game. You got this. Here's what you need to do to pull yourself out of that. So we started changing everything in that direction of how can we teach the world how to do business? And everything went in that regard. Um, And then since then, we've launched a, a networking organization that's now the fastest growing on the planet. And we're having a lot of fun with that with Success Champions Networking. Um, we did the Badass Business Summit um, that's out now. We're on year four with that. Um, and that's almost completely sold out already. And it's not till September. Um, <laughs> we launched the Growth Mode podcast. Um, and that thing's taken off. And it's a top 200 in like 18 countries right now and still going. Um, and then we brought in Champions Table Mastermind because people that were coming out of the networking groups kept coming and saying, hey, we need more dedicated time with you, Kevin, and really dive into everything. 
So um, I, I found Kevin along the way. Um, literally, I like an, most people who start out business was fucking around doing my own MailChimp like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and I did the dumbest thing in the world. And I went to a Facebook group and say, hey, can anybody help me with MailChimp? Right. And then all of a sudden, everybody's a fucking MailChimp expert. Right. <laughs> and this one dude put comments on the post and it's like 20,000 words <laughs> reply on everything I could do to get MailChimp, you know, working right. I'm like, I ain't reading that shit, but that's obviously my guy. <laughs> right. So I reached out. It was Kevin. We jumped on a Zoom and he helped me figure it out. MailChimp, you know, MailChimp wasn't his platform. He works with Entreport and got me all squared away. And I'm like, good shit. Thanks, dude. And said, I'm on his way. Like a dumbass, I didn't hire him. Yeah, I'm like, it's fixed. Let's go. Well, and the funny thing is, at the time, I didn't want him to hire me because he wasn't one of my targets. I'm like, all right, I met this cool guy from Texas. He was a Marine. It was awesome. But but I was okay with the call ending and us not moving on with stuff. Yeah. You know, and six months later, shit broke again. (laughs) And I'm like, motherfucker. So I called Kevin up. We worked out an agreement. Uh, He came, started off doing email with me. And then, you know, you hire the right person when they come to you and go, hey, do you know, we can do this. Let's try this. Let's do this. And the dude worked his way up to the COO of my company. And now he's a minor partner in, uh, in all of this. So he's the co-founder of Success Champion Networking. And he continues to be the integrator uh, in our world. So I'm a label to go out front, be loud, crazy, do all the stupid shit that I do. He makes sure it's running. And I'm starting to slowly push him out of the nest to go make his own personal brand as well. So... It's been a fun dynamic. Uh, I would tell you um, it has been an evolutionary relationship along the way to figure out how to fucking work together. Yep. Yeah. Well, Because we're dynamically different personalities. Oh, we are so fucking end of different spectrums. It's not even funny. Yeah, Donnie is the high D with some I thrown in him. If you're on the disc profile, I can't be any more of a C. Oh, you know, it's I am literally at that that uh, bottom corner of the spectrum for the for the C quadrant. Think Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. But I then also have this. No, I'm not Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory. I actually can leave my house and socialize. Uh, but then I also can flip into D because of all my military stuff. I don't have an issue being bringing out that part of my personality for brief periods. So it's it's this really amazing dynamic. Where and I don't think we set out, you know, trying to find the business partner that perfectly complements us and does all the things opposite from us. But that's kind of what we found, and yeah. we were able, and it really worked into this. Hey, I, you don't hire your doppelganger. You got to hire your arch nemesis. You got to hire that person that's exactly the opposite that does all the things that you suck at, uh, so that you can do the things that you're great at. Yeah, yeah. My my wife described this in a very perfect way. She goes, Donnie, you're a high D that knows he's an asshole. Kevin's a high C who's an asshole. He just doesn't know it. And I'm like, perfect. That makes a lot of damn sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I told Donnie the other morning, it's like, is is uh, Elizabeth kind of just like our couples counselor? That's my wife, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I, I I'm always really curious to learn about partnerships, especially in the entrepreneurial space, because you guys are both super driven, a ton of experience, a lot of success in a lot of different places. And now you come together, very different personalities. What are the things that you would share with with the audience and with those that do realize, man, I need a partner or maybe I, I definitely need a leader to bring in? Because it sounds like it was the evolution for Kevin of you know coming in as CEO and then becoming a partner. Um, what are the things that you guys worked through? And then what are the things that you would advise people to explore? Because I've had Go ahead, Kevin. I've had great <laughs> I've had great partnerships and horrible partnerships. And I don't know if I've mastered it yet. <laughs> so well, it's you you have to get to know the other person. You know, at the beginning uh, for us, it was a lot of ideation. So it was a lot of high energy. And so there wasn't any real conflict that we had to go through and resolve and figure out how to work with each other. It was literally us calling each other. Like I'd be driving home from the cities after work. I was like, hey, so I was thinking about this and I had this idea and then we'd ideate for my drive home and then we'd do stuff. Or he would call me or most likely he would message me at like 4.30 in the morning and say, oh, I, I had an idea. 
and and we need to do this and i'm like fuck that's more work for me uh, <laughs> and so but it was it was this really high energy relationship where we were just literally trying to figure out what success champions was going to be uh and we were feeding off of each other's energy so it was really awesome once we got into where we knew what s what a success champions was going to be with success champion networking the badass business summit the growth mode uh and then it was oh crap now we have to grow this yeah and now that's where the conflict started popping up between our personalities and our thoughts and our visions for how the company was working so the big thing for us was really figuring out how each of us are different and how to work with that differences. One of them, the huge ones for us, where we literally, if we had been in the same rooms, there probably would have been fist flying, That's was, was figuring out how we work on each other. One of the things that we added to our weekly operations meeting, which has been amazing, is we start off with, all right, so how did you work on yourself this past week? No other so, business conversation happens, right? Yep. So it's literally that. Wow. So it's all focused on, all right, so how did you continue to evolve? How did you continue to better yourself? Uh, and Donnie is this person who will listen to a podcast and have this, you know, rays of light coming down from the, from the, from heaven. It's like, ah, uh, you know, the angels are seeing cause he has this big <laughs> freaking uh, aha moment and he has them like every day. <laughs> and it's so freaking annoying to me because I don't have them as an introvert. That's not how we process things. Right. So, you know, he'd be like, oh, so I had this huge realization. This Every week he'd have those. And I'm like, and it got to me for a point. It's like, I don't know what I did to work on myself this last week. And it was literally frustrating him. He was, and it I just went on like, pissed. yeah, he was getting pissed. It was like a couple weeks in a row like, of me dude, not knowing You can't keep showing that. up for these fucking meetings going, I don't know how I worked on myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But we discovered, and again, his wife interceded, and it's like, well, dumbass, he doesn't work on himself like you do. Uh, so we realized that for me as an introvert, it was learning skills and figuring things out and having, you know, like, oh, we can do this. And, you know, it doesn't allow us to do that type of stuff. That's, you know, really how I had to start working on myself. But once we realize that, you know, you can literally see all the tension just leave on the call. And we're like, oh, sweet. And we got each other. Yeah, it, it forced us to get back to being human beings, um, which I think is one of the biggest fuck ups for most people is we start stop thinking that people are actually human beings and we look at it as a task oriented type thing. And by actually working on starting off that way it got us into some cool and some crazy deep conversations about each other and the shit that's going on in our head you know and i've even gone so far is the entire leadership team um i pay for a therapist for them to go sit through and work on their shit um, um because we all got fucked up things we're dealing with so yeah. shout out to mandy morris who's our, our therapist for the entire leadership team but um, and if you don't go to work on you and start unfucking your own head trash, there's no amount of anything that's going to allow you to move forward. So it took the courage for me to say, cool, I should probably go see a therapist because I am an ass, right? <laughs> I try and be a nice guy, but I know how I am. And, you know, so started there and that had so much impact on my personal growth and understanding who I am that I'm like, all right, so I offered it to the team. And then I pretty much forced Kevin to finally fucking go. <laughs> yeah, there was no guilt tripping at all going on for the six months he was talking me into it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. but it, it's been cool. And, it, and it's allowed us to keep an open dialogue yeah. to where we're not, you know, letting things fester when things are driving the shit. Because that's that, having a business partner is like having a fucking marriage and if it's not out there on the fucking table it's gonna go south yeah that's for sure yeah, yeah. It, it's it, that's been really one of the key things to have a business partner is you have to be willing to be open and and have have the hard conversations whether it's because it's going to be a difficult conversation to have with the person because of the topic or because if you're like me you don't necessarily want to share all the the hard stuff or the difficult thoughts that are going through your head but you know to have a working relationship where you can keep 
you know, you have total trust that the other person is going to do what they need to do to make the company better. Uh, they're not going to, you're, you don't have to worry about them being the partner that's going to stab you in the back and go do something else. You need to have that level of trust where you can have those conversations. And us figuring that piece out has been really key for us to, you know, we're going on almost four years of working together now. You know, yeah. that's that's a long time. So, long and, time. and we have... We have no uh, uh, no ideas of where that this would stop. You know, for us, this is hey, we're, you know, we're gonna have success champions until we retire and and then figure out something else to do with it. So, you know, but yeah, that that open communication is so key. Yeah, I think a couple of things you guys have brought up are really important, and I. I don't, I, I don't know if I had heard this somewhere else or made up myself, but I've been saying the last few years, like self-care is the ticket to seven figures. You can't, you can't break through that. If you're not working on yourself, you're not doing that development. You're not working through the process of improving because like you were saying, Donnie, it, that pressure builds up inside. And we, if we don't pay attention to it or don't resolve it, it will totally stop us. Um, and the other thing that you guys have, have worked through reminds me of one of our guiding principles here at Business Marketing Engines is positive confrontation. Like we believe that we should always positively confront something. And I intentionally put that out there for myself and for my team and how we want to operate, because I don't think that I, as a kid or even in other business situations, have had positive confrontation modeled. Whereas it, if there's confrontation, it feels like, oh, that's the end. It's going to blow up. So what do you, what do you think, uh, both you guys around that of like, how did you, it sounds like some of the confrontations weren't positive. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> um, how did you go from that to actually developing and growing the relationship? Cause I think it's easy to bump into a vendor, a partner, a spouse, a team member, and then be like, fuck it, I'm out. And like, yeah. so how did you overcome that? Um, you know, I would say a lot of it was for me, it was getting okay with feedback. You know, most of my life, I haven't been great with feedback. Somebody's like, hey, dude, you're fucking this up. I get pissed, right? <laughs> um, so I, I think it started there with me working on myself going, okay, dude, you can't push further if you can't take the feedback. If people can't come up to you and say, dude, we could do this better. You know, um, so it was swallowing my own ego um, to, to be able to move forward. And I think it was a lot of... I had to have a guy like Kevin in the business because I can't do the operational shit, right? Yeah. It's just not my strength. Um, I know it. Um, and he's pulled me into a lot of the programs and things we do, kicking and screaming. I'm still notorious for creating processes and not following them. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> every day <laughs> Kevin's like, dude, you just created that process. I'm like, oh, I did? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's we did, we did do that. <laughs> um, so, so knowing that I needed his talent, uh, I needed his operational and, and strategy-like thinking allowed me to set my ego aside a lot more because I there was a dependency there that I had to have it and I didn't have a backup plan. Um funny phrase that my dad always says they've been him and my mom have been married for 51 52 years it's cheaper to keep her <laughs> so <laughs> feel good so, about yourself kevin yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah welcome to my world <laughs> so but i mean you know even in my personal life with my marriage you know we are going to hit 16 years this way and we made an agreement come hell or high water that we were going to push through and stay together and do the long ride so yeah. i'm taking that into business um not saying he can't do something completely fuck everything up i mean that's always possible but uh i'm gonna freaking fight it for as long as i can because you know there's a lot of things that i've done built put along the way that he gets and, yeah. you know, there's a lot of shit we've built that we would not have if he wouldn't have actually put it all together. Yeah, that's yeah, definitely an important, important to, you know, find that person that can challenge you, can balance you out. And you're right. Like we, we wrongfully think as entrepreneurs, oh, if I could just clone myself, oh, yeah. that would be chaos. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> can you imagine chaos. having two of you in your business? It no fucking that. way. <laughs> it would implode in a matter of yeah. hours, probably. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, it's. It's, it's so important to find that. And what you said there is important, Donnie, like, and it's, 
it's taken me time not only to get good at getting feedback, but then also to like really solicit it, ask for it, beg yes. for it at times too, because I don't, I'm only in my head. Like I can't, I can't, well, and what they, I can't see. You, you tell people to give you feedback and they don't think you're serious. Right. Like, no, 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 really punch me in the face. I'm okay with it. I need it because right. the only way we're going to get over the next hurdle and hill, it's just funny because people have been trained over the lifetime that don't rock the boat. Right. Don't, don't talk down to people or whatever in this fucking foo-foo world we're living in. <laughs> yeah. So I know we had it on the show a few years ago, Donnie, but then when we had connected, I don't know, a year or two ago, I, when did, when did success champions start the network start? Cause that's, is it two years old or three years old? Uh, we're going into year three. Uh, the okay. funny thing was, is we were doing the first badass business summit and we were two weeks away from the event. And we were told by the conference center that the mayor said that if anybody shows up for our event, they'll arrest everybody on site. And, uh, COVID. This was like immediately at the right. COVID, beginning right. of the COVID yeah. lockdown. Right. So right. it wasn't just our event that was getting targeted. Right. It was everyone hey, that was getting arrested. My way of saying it's a lot more fun, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but so we end up having to postpone the summit. Well, at that point, we had done a lot of online things and our business was set up to do everything online. But dude, it took me two and a half years and then finding Kevin along that journey to get an established online business. You know, yeah. it's a lot of fucking work building an online business, you know, and yeah. well, it's a fucking a lot of work building a business. Let's be honest. Uh, all yeah. these people were like, you know, work life balance. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's no such thing when you're building a business, man. It, there's a work life integration for sure. Yeah. But uh, anybody who's looking for work-life balance just hates what they do. So, um, <laughs> but, you know, we had postponed the summit. And, you know, prior to Kevin launching his business, he ran 52 BNI chapters with 4,000 members in it up there in his area. Wow. I ran 11 networking groups for the Fort Worth Chamber of Commerce and had six of my own going. Right. So we were both burnt out on networking. And yeah. neither one of us had any desire whatsoever to launch networking groups. I have a personal philosophy that anybody who teaches networking is like their full-time business. is just a broke asshole that doesn't know how to sell. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's networking. It's not fucking rocket science. Right. Yeah. You, you walk up to somebody and go, Hey, Gabe, I'm Donnie. Nice to meet you. Right. What do you do for a living? You know, <laughs> pretty simple. So we had postponed that night um, that we postponed. Uh, I told Kevin, I said, we got to come up with something that's going to help these people make the transition. It took us two and a half years. They don't have that. They got less than 30 days to figure out how to do their business online. Let's find a solution to help. And 3.30 that morning, I bolt the fuck out of bed, scare the shit out of my wife. She's like, what's the matter? And I'm like, I got a business idea. She's like, write that shit down and roll over, would you? Uh, <laughs> About 4.15, and we've got the screenshot of this conversation because I'm going to turn it into an NFT at some point. Um, a freaking, uh, I sent Kevin a message that said, what do you think about starting an online networking group? And he goes, I think it's the right move. The next morning, I'm talking to my wife, Elizabeth, over breakfast, and I said, babe, I really don't want to do this. I don't want to do networking groups. She goes, why not? I'm like, I don't want to be associated with all those creepy people that can't sell that teach networking. I just don't want to be in that game. She goes, yeah. you freaking idiot. Why don't you fix everything that people hate about networking and literally change how the world networks? I'm like, shit. Seven <laughs> days later, we launched Success Champions. So that was March of 20. Wow. That's awesome. And yeah. how's, how, where's, tell me about the growth there and where it's at today. So we are throughout all of North America. Um, we're expanding into the Philippines and the Dominican Republic right now. Um, we, we personally as a business have evolved a lot along the lines with it. So um, initially, as we started off, we really focused more on how do we get members? How do we get members? How do we get members? And then we were like, wait, that's, that's too small a thinking. So we then went, how do we get our, our group presidents? How do we find the presidents? And then we started doing that. And so that got us to scale a little bit faster. I'm like, man, that's too slow. Um, so what's the next you know, thing? And we're like, okay, we need people that can open up a lot of groups for us. So we came up with the concept of, of territory leaders. And we met a, a guy, I'm going to throw out Zach's name, like Zach Knight. 
I was a guest on his podcast and Zach is like the most connected dude in all of the land. I mean, this motherfucker is part of all the private clubs, you know, golf. I mean, he knows freaking everybody. And so uh, on his podcast, we got to know each other and he found out about the Badass Business Summit. So he instantly bought VIP tickets to the Badass Business Summit. He came out and, and one of the things we do with our VIP ticket holders is we'll pick six of them to get a chance to do a six minute spot on the stage. Right. So if you're it's a, a cool little upgrade to go after VIP. Yeah. Well, Zach won the whole thing because the then that six minutes, the uh audience then votes who will be able to be brought back on the stage next year. So it comes this whole big ordeal, right? right? So Zach won that and he just fell in love with everything we're doing success champions. He goes, dude. I own Atlanta. I want to be able to take this across North America like you have. He goes, I'll open up Georgia for you if you teach me how to do everything you've done. So we found this cool kind of relationship. We became a territory leader. He instantly launched five groups for us. You know, so now we're heavily focused on how do we find these territory leaders that have these you know local communities that can help us establish these other things. And then we're teaching them how to do everything we do by becoming a massive personal brand. So, cause in this day and age, it's how you do everything. Exactly. Yeah. I, I stumbled upon personal branding years ago and realized, huh, my business keeps growing. The more my personal brand grows, but <laughs> I keep doing this. <laughs> yes, very much so. What, it, so. what do members get out of that? Cause it's, I love how you've really strategically said, okay, here's how we really scale. What is, what does an individual group look like? And what, are, what are the results that the, that the members get from it? Kevin? Well, yeah, we, we really wanted to change how people view a networking group. You know, there's, you go to a networking um, meeting and you show up and you listen to everyone else talk and there's really no engagement. And we, and we didn't want to be training people how to network. We really wanted to, you know, get those business owners in who are ready for that next evolution, and they want that next higher tier of networking. So when we structured our meetings, we actually have four different meetings that our groups will run, and they rotate through them. But they're all the one thing that's in common between all of them is that they're all focused on learning and on engagement between the members. So you know, you sh if you don't leave your meeting with a aha moment of oh, I need to be doing that in my business, or I need to implement this new skill that someone taught me, you're missing you're missing the boat because mm -hmm. that's really what the meetings are about is getting people actually working on growing their business. We're not we don't care about you growing your network. We want you to grow your business. We want you to be getting all the introductions from your members and not have to look at them and say, oh my God, I can't handle all this work. I need to leave. Because I thought that was the dumbest thing when I had members tell me that from the other organization. Like, oh, why are you leaving? Oh, I just can't keep up. <laughs> well, grow. Well, I, I, you know, I don't know how to do that. I'm like, well, that's dumb. And they didn't, and they didn't want to teach any of that. They just wanted to teach how to do networking. I'm like, oh, we're missing out. So that's our big focus for SCN is teaching people how to grow and scale their business. So, you know, we're teaching mindset, we're teaching business development, we're teaching automation, operations, you know, we finance, finance all the different topics, things that as business owners, we didn't know. And we got punched in the mouth to figure out. Uh, we're now getting them in front of it. So they now start thinking about it and they're like, oh, I need to do this. You know, Donnie, one is last year, one of his big goals was to figure out biz money, how money works for businesses. And yeah. that whole thing. Cash flow is a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so and you set a trap to actually teach business finance, a business finance workshop by the end of the year. So on like December 29th, he taught business finance in our weekly training workshop. Uh, but it's, you know, it's stuff like that to get people actually pushing forward and, and uh, paying attention to things that actually help them scale their business, not just working in their business. So in addition to the, the meetings themselves, they have access to go visit every group that we have running. So you're not just sitting in your one local chapter. Um, we don't allow any MLMs or network marketing to be a part of this. You know, um, we're primarily B2B and business owners. Okay. Um, you know, we do get some B2C folks in there. We have some chapters that are completely B2C, but it's primarily B2B um, focused. Um, in addition to all that, because of my training background, um, we throw just a ridiculous amount of education there. So we have a whole entire private online community. So we have our own social outlet that has a, like a LinkedIn feed in it. Every chapter gets their own chat rooms and, and spaces in there. Um, 
and what's cool about that is there's no algorithms. So we yeah. can put out all the information for everybody, but we allow everybody to promote out all their stuff. So if you've got events coming up, anything, let's leverage the entire, we could always refer to it as a family to help you get your business out there and your brands out there. So, um, and then we, every Thursday, Kevin mentioned, we do a ongoing training. We do all these things. Well, all the members from around North America right now come to the training. So now you're not networking with just your area. You're networking with people from all over. Wow. So, um, and, it, and dude, it's, it's 47 bucks a month for one year, you know? Um, and I just learned a long way that if you put a decent price point in there that does keep the riffraff out and then mm -hmm. you freaking pour into people, the people yeah. will continue to show up. Yeah. Um, so that's been a lot of our success is we're spending a ridiculous amount of time making sure that they get towards that business freedom by teaching them all the things that Kevin said we didn't know and we had to learn the hard way. Yeah. That's awesome, man. What types, like, so what size of businesses do you recommend come into it? And like, what kind of growth do you see? And like, what you, you mentioned, it's a lot of B2B and I don't know if it's more service-based. All service-based, all service-based. Um, okay. well, our model is not made for, for the product side of things because yeah. selling a product, you've got to sell like it to an end user and yeah. <laughs> the, the groups themselves are not your freaking prospect list, right? Right. So you're looking, we're typically with companies doing under half a million, you know, they're, a lot of them are, are at growth phase still. They haven't hit scaled, you know, uh, abilities. So that's what's a really sweet spot for us. Um, because everything that we've learned up to this point, we get to teach them. So uh, yeah, under half a million service based, um, the key decision maker inside of that company, but they're usually at that point, less than five, 10 employees, um, mm -hmm. and even some micros. So we have come along for that as well. Yeah, that's very cool. That's such an important phase in the entrepreneurial journey, as you guys know, because you know, there's, it feels like there's a lot of like, start your business, here's your ideas, like yes. get off the ground. And then there's like, when you get to seven figures, there's great coaching, there's great support, there's a ton of stuff there, but that gap in the middle is such a And hard, that's 100% our niche. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, that's such a hard place. Cause I remember breaking 500 and it was one of the hardest things I ever did. <laughs> and actually right. I feel like breaking a million was way easier than breaking 500. I don't know why that should be that way, but. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I think it, there's a mental evolution that happens, yeah. you know, um, as as we started adding a lot more revenue to the company, I had to start thinking in a different direction. And and yeah. because uh, I forget who said it, what got you here won't get you there. Yeah. Um, and I was realizing quickly that I was thinking too small. There was actually a funny conversation between Kevin and I, and there was at one point we had like five chapters or excuse me, groups uh, launching at one time. And I was in a kind of a little bit of an overwhelm, you know, standpoint yeah. going, holy shit, how do I do this? And I said, Kevin, what happens if we got to launch 10 groups? He goes, what are you talking about? I launched 20 at one, one go. And I realized <laughs> in that instant that I was looking at it from the now, not where we needed to go. Yeah. So I changed the question immediately to not 10, how do we launch a hundred? Yeah. Right. And as soon as I started looking at that as in a lot bigger level, ideas started flooding in of the things that we were going to need and the skill sets that I needed to get to be able to handle and, and do all that. And it really forced an evolution in the company. Yeah. How many, so how many groups are there now? So we have 55 total. Um, right. And I forget how many we have launching. Yeah. Um, that, that's, that's a mix of, <laughs> of formed meeting on their own and then the ones that are going through the, the launch process. Yeah. So, uh, 55 in, in the United States and Canada. And then, uh, we're just getting the operations in the Philippines and the Dominican rolling. So they'll, they'll be starting to add groups here soon as well. So very cool. Yeah, that's, it's definitely, uh, like we, I think the theme through the whole call here is like, if we, if we work on ourselves and grow and improve at whatever pace or whatever way makes sense for us normally or in that season we're in, then the business can scale. If we cap out our thinking or we stop growing, that's that's always where, where revenue flattens. And so I think it's amazing that you guys are not only leading the way there, but teaching people to think differently because that's 
that's just a critical part of business. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. We really enjoy. You know, one of the biggest game changers at the end of last year for me was, you know, COVID twenty was a real thing. You know, I put on a few extra pounds because I was <laughs> sitting on my ass all day um, and eating horribly because I could. Um, <laughs> so I decided that I needed to start working out. Um, but I'm not a gym guy, right? You know, I just I don't like going to the gym. I do kickboxing, but I don't like going to the gym. Um, so I decided I was going to start walking the farm. So I've got a farm and I take my German shepherds out four o'clock in the morning and I let them run the front pasture. And then I just go walk gate to gate. There's about 200 steps in between both gates. Okay. And I would walk for 45 minutes and I would turn on a podcast and walk. What I found is I turned on that podcast and walked. I was distracted enough that I could actually focus on the business. So <laughs> I was diagnosed with ADHD at age 45 last year. Wow. And, you know, it, it, it was an excuse for how much of an asshole I was as a kid, but it sure explains a lot. Um, and uh, I understand that, you know, I have to be really distracted to learn anything. You know, that's just the way it is. So the podcast distracted me so much that I could actually focus on the business, which was a really healthy maneuver. Well, I did that for 30 days leading up to the Badass Business Summit in September. And by the time I got to the summit, I'd lost 27 pounds and we'd almost added a zero to the company um, because of just the volume of the things and how fast I was able to think. And uh, we rolled out at that point Champions 90. And so we set the task to help other people figure out how to do this. So for your listeners, just go to champions90.com. It's free. There's no sale there. Um, and what it is, is you're committing to do a 45-minute exercise every day. Walk. That's all I do. Listen to a 45-minute podcast, business or personal growth oriented. I don't care what podcast you listen to. You're going to do 30 minutes of cold outreach. So cold calling, cold DMing on LinkedIn, just some sort of cold email. I don't care. You're going to do 30 minutes of hand-raising activities. So hand-raising is where you can put out original thought and people go, ooh, I'm interested in that. I want to know more. So you can post comment. You can engage on people's comments. You can go get on a podcast. You know, I don't care. And then you write 200 words every day on the takeaways from whatever podcast you listen to. Hmm. And this little challenge, and you got to do it for 90 days. And if you miss a day, you start over um, wow. and, and go. So I just wrapped up the 90 days and uh, holy hell, um, uh, it's, it's intense. But if, if people can go on LinkedIn right now and just type in Champions 90 or hashtag C90 and watch all the people that are doing this right now and how uh, much they're getting out of it uh, by doing this because we just don't spend enough time focused on our business. And we did the business development side of things are because especially people on the grow, business development's always the thing that falls to the fucking wayside. Yep. <laughs> right. So we pushed it to the forefront. Now you're committing. You're going to do business development 90 days straight. That means Saturday and Sunday, too. You run a business, not a job. You're going to work weekends. Get over it. So, yeah. Um, so it's been cool. It's one of the cooler things we rolled out. That's awesome. Can you drop the URL in the comments? I want to put that up here. So yeah, people see that. for sure. Um, and then the other question, the other thing I want to dive into a little bit, we have a little bit of time here left, is I'm curious what you've learned about um events because i've explored, <laughs> i've seen plenty of people say oh i'm going to do an event that have never don't done. yeah <laughs> um, but yeah i would love to see you know what um what what you've learned from that because i i explored doing one in 19, 2019 which fortunately i didn't go through with it because it would have <laughs> would have been i would have been you know on the arresting list like you guys yeah um, but um, <laughs> I'm just curious, like what you've learned there, because I think that it's something that can be really powerful. But I also know that people underestimate the amount of time that it takes to do that. <clears throat> For sure. Kevin, you want to tackle it? It's tell, tell me the evolution of the event. So here's how the event got started. There was never any big like plan for us. Like, oh, we should have an event. It was, you know, we're Donnie used to do these things called. Uh, uh, Champions Friday, happy hour. Chappy, yeah, Friday happy hours, Champions happy hours. On Fridays at 4, he'd get a drink. He'd go live in our Facebook group, uh, and he would just BS with people. And whoever came up, came up. Well, he got invited on one of the shows. He got invited to uh, speak at a conference in Southern Texas. And uh, other people on the, on the show were like, oh, we should carpool down, and we can go watch Donnie speak. That'd be awesome. We could have, like, a champ success champions meetup. That'd be so cool. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then someone else is like, well, why don't we do our own event? 
you know, let, let's have a success champions event where Donnie speaks and we can all get together and, and as a big group and do stuff. We're like, oh, that's really cool. We can call it Donnie Con. <laughs> that's a real thing. <laughs> I was like, fuck, no, we are not calling it Donnie Con. <laughs> um, so that, that was like in October where that conversation happened. Uh, so we literally took that a bunch of members saying we want to do this and be awesome and said, Oh, all right, sweet. We're going to do, we're going to do a, a summit, the badass business summit next April in 2020. So Thanksgiving, I am, you know, I go in between bites of Turkey and pie. I'm building a website so that we can launch a, uh, we can launch a black Friday early bird ticket deal the next morning (laughs) and like and we're we're like sending stuff back and forth on thanksgiving my parent my mom was pissed she's like what are you doing i'm like oh we're launching a summit in april and i need to sell tickets tomorrow and wife i'm like babe i'm running a business here that's what i'm doing i'm right now i'm running a business (laughs) so yeah so we literally took the whole concept from you know an idea to we're gonna do this big thing with 22 speakers 150 people over two days at a hotel uh in like six months and it was a ton of work and we i'd done events before but we'd planned them over like the course of a year so you you didn't really understand how much stuff had to get done uh to throw in in six months there was a ton of things that had to get done and it's it is a ton of work. And one of the things we learned is that both of us aren't really good at organizing those events. Uh, so find someone who is who that's yeah. their passion. They love doing it. Um, and now we got two people, one who's awesome running the front of the house with the speakers and the actual movement of the event. And the other person that's awesome on the back end of the of the event, working with all the, the vendors and registration and, and that stuff. So now they do that. And that's been a godsend for us to keep growing this and making it bigger. So I would add on, I agree with all that. And I would add in there that, you know, like most things, go build the community, go yeah. build a big ass community, because if you're going to try and do any sort of events and anything, and you don't have a following of people that are into your message and style, you better have a ridiculous fucking amount of marketing money. Yep. Um, because it's going to cost you so much to fill those events through marketing so uh, we haven't spent hardly a dime on any marketing. We've done it all through our community. Yeah. Um, and that's been the coolest thing behind it. But um, if you don't have a community, don't even think about doing a big event like that. Um, go work on the community first. Yeah, and if you're going to do a big event, you really need to make it people-centric. Yes. So you need to really pay attention to what is the experience that your attendees are going to have. And that has been the thing that's allowed us to scale Badass Business Summit every year, even during a pandemic. We had live events every year. Yeah, because our first event was September of 20. That was the first Badass Business Summit. Thank God we were in Texas. So uh, oh, they, we, we had the chairs were six feet apart and we were supposed to wear masks. And I <laughs> promise you, as soon as the hotel people walked out of the room, everybody went and slid together. Yeah. <laughs> and we just did our thing. <laughs> But yeah. it was it was awesome because everyone when they got done, even that first year where it was a little bit smaller, they're like, "Oh my god, this is the best conference we've ever been to. This is amazing!" Because it was yeah. all focused on them actually leaving with actionable things to do. It wasn't going to this, which is a normal thing of going to a conference or some sort of summit, and you listen to all these people talk, and you leave with this big thing of notes. And then you yeah. don't do anything. You spent a bunch of money, took time off from work to work on your business, but didn't actually work on your business and then didn't do anything when you get home. So for us, that's that experience and the ability for people outside of the community to come to these events and then feel like they're part of the community and then want to be in the community has been the coolest part of the summit. Yeah. Yeah, that's you're definitely right. I've, I've been to way too many events where I just get pounded with information and I'll pull out one or two things that I always make sure I act on something or make an event profitable. But I see way too many people go through and be like, oh, I learned a bunch of cool shit and I but I have no idea what to do with it. Yeah, and exactly. Just, you actually set people back. And that's like, I think the worst negative thing you could do is like, <laughs> you know, they're trying to come and grow and learn and you actually set them back because they're overwhelmed or they learn too much or like it wasn't actionable. So I definitely, definitely agree with that. 
I'm curious too, if you don't mind me asking, are your events profitable or are they just value add to the community? Because I've I've heard a no, lot. I'll be completely honest. We're value add right now. Um, okay. and we're still on the growth phase. Um, I think going into 24, we will finally start turning a profit. I mean, cool. there's so much education in learning to put these things on and what it takes. I mean, yeah. year one, man, we didn't really even have a theme per se. We just reached out to a bunch of people that we knew. We started with people that I knew out there from podcasting and everything that couldn't be on stage. Yeah. And then the pandemic hit and we had to bring everybody that was like in Texas or local could get here mm -hmm. um, to be on stage. So that changed the whole dynamic <laughs> of it. Yeah. Um, so year two, we tried to start putting a theme into it. We did, you know, we started doing a breakout room uh, and learning it. Year three last year, we really got a good handle on what we need to do to pull this thing off. Um, and the vibe, the energy and the feedback is, was really, really killer. Um, and there's a couple of things we'll change up. Like we're adding an exercise morning every morning so that you're meathead freaks that want to go do that kind of stuff at six o'clock in the morning uh one of our members taylor is gonna be running either uh, uh, something in the parking lot of way i won't be at that thing um <laughs> yeah. and then you know going into year and we're, we're maxing out the hotel we're in this year so this will be the second year we're doing it in the same hotel we're maxing out that hotel we know that um so we're gonna be moving to a new venue so um a lot of the evolution is, you know, finding the team. Who's the people yeah. that are really good at this? Where do we suck at in this? Um, like our DJ, he's been with us all four years. And you could watch the videos from year one to the now. And his evolution of setups and the shit he's bought along the way has been really, really cool. Well, yeah, he'll literally message us like a month or so before the summit every year. It's like, oh, so I just bought this thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll have this whole cool new toy that he buys just to add to for the summit. Oh, so, and, and Gabe, I got a funny question for you. Have yeah. you ever done karaoke at a conference? No. <laughs> Every Friday night of a conference, we break out in karaoke. And it happened in year two. And literally, uh, Pablo Gonzalez, who's our MC most times, uh, he looked at me at one point and goes, Hey, and I get a group of people. We go find a karaoke bar one night during the summit and go. I'm like, Cool, go do that. Well, he said it to me. He goes, Hey, you care if we go find the bar? And my DJ, Gene, goes, Well, dude, I got a whole full karaoke setup in the conference room. Can we just do it up there? I'm like, I don't see why not. Don't break anything so we can set it up the next day. And the whole conference moved upstairs to the conference room and broke out in karaoke. So now it's become part of the freaking conferences on the Friday night of the conference, a big ass, and they go all out. I mean, it's, it's an ordeal. Um, it's fucking fun. It's I, I have never done karaoke as part of a conference, but yeah, it's not the badass wow. business. Summit. Donnie even sang karaoke at the last one. I, I got say, drunk enough that I finally did it. Yeah, he <laughs> and he guilt tripped me. <laughs> he guilt tripped me on the stage to do it as well. So that's awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys sharing your story and spending time here today. It's it's always fun to catch up, and I think there's a lot of lot of valuable lessons here for for each of you. Before we wrap up, um, what is what is one piece of advice that you would give the business owners out there that are that are struggling, that know they need to grow, that you know see the potential but are stuck? Um, obviously then go to successchampionnetworking.com and, and check out what you guys are doing. But uh, Donnie, I'll start with you. What What's your advice for this year for folks? Um, you know, uh, you got to have a vision that's so damn big it scares you. You know, um, one of the things that I've come to understand is, I mean, a lot of people don't know what Tony Robbins' business actually is. They always think he's a motivational speaker. And Tony's not a motivational speaker. He's a damn good business guy. He's got 101 companies that tune like $7 billion, right? Nope. So I'm sure deep down somewhere, Tony gives a shit about helping people, but it's all a business for him, right? Mm -hmm. so, so one of the things that I understood that is my vision had to get big enough to be able to look at something like that and go, man, we can pull that off. Um, so by putting a big ass vision out there of we're going to get the freaking as many people as possible to business freedom. Um, I realized that to do that, we had to understand who's the best in the game at doing this kind of style of stuff we're doing. And it's Tony, nobody does it better in the game than him. Yeah. So I've put a vision for myself that I'm going to outperform Tony and which is a tall fucking order that scares the fuck out of me. Those words even come out of my mouth. Right. So anybody hearing me say that that's not coming from a place of ego. That's coming from a place of me shocking the system, but you've got to have this massive a vision that does freak you the fuck out and then when it does as i had to go look back and this is what i tell everybody to do is get that massive vision and then really think about what's the skill set gap that you have 
to allow you to get to there. Like if somebody put me at the helm of Tony Robbins companies right now, I'd fail so fucking miserably. I, there's no way in hell I'd be able to do it. Cause I don't have the skill set or knowledge. Yeah. But now I understand that I've got to learn the skill set. I've got to learn the business acquisition side of things. You know, there's a lot of maneuvers that have to happen. And so there's a lot of evolution. So focus on what skills are you lacking to get you where you actually want to go. And then, get in the skills acquisition game because I, yeah. I i'm just one of those guys that everything can be learned so go learn it awesome thank you donnie kevin yeah for me uh, one of the big evolutions that helped me with time on target was finding the other business people that i could actually talk to and that i could talk about when things are great and when things were not so great uh, and, and that was key because, and, and Donnie and I both talk about this, you know, when you go to people who don't own a business and you, and they ask you, oh, how are things going? And then you actually tell them, you know, they want to help and they're, they're, they're trying to be helpful, but their advice is always like, well, why don't you get a, just get a job, <laughs> you know, and, it, and it's not constructive help. So, you know, you need to find those people that you can go to and say, all right, so this just happened and I think I really screwed it up because here's what I did that can say, yeah, you did, you did. All right, so how are you going to fix it? And they can yeah. force you to work through it and, and give you, because they've been there. You need to have that in your life as a business owner. You, you can't be a, an entrepreneur and be on an island. It yeah. doesn't work. It's going to be too much. It's going to mentally be so taxing on you. If you have a family, it's going to be taxing on them because you're not going to be present where you need to be present. So you need that outlet. And, you know, for when when I met Donnie, Donnie became that outlet. And that's where I started really figuring this whole thing out because not only would we talk about success champions, but we would talk about, you know, I tell him my wins and my stuff was going on with time on target and he'd push back when it was necessary to get me to do things better. Uh, yeah. or different. Uh, so that's really key. You can't, you got to find almost like a board of directors that are your mentors or your go-to people to ask questions that are excited to be able to answer questions because they understand where you're at because they've been there yeah. and they're willing to share their expertise with you. Excellent. Yeah, that is excellent advice. I would agree with both those things. We can't, we can't walk this alone and and get anywhere and we definitely aren't going to grow if we don't set huge dreams and then like you said donnie fill that gap and figure out the skill sets we need to learn it's it's definitely skill acquisition that's what every year i just choose one thing i want to get better at and it seems like a you know i tell people like i, I usually have one goal for the year and they're like that's it and i'm like yeah but then i get it done and then every year i'm a lot farther instead yeah. of yeah. 80 things to try to do and nothing happens so i definitely agree those are great advice and Thank you again so much for being here today, guys. I appreciate you. We'll have you back again in the future. Um, hey, I, one thing really quick for you, yeah, Gabe. Definitely. Guys, if you've made it this far and you got any tips, tricks, any value out of this whatsoever, do Gabe the biggest favor in the world and share this out with one person. Dude, if you give this to one person, dude, having our own show with Growth Mode Podcast, I can tell you the biggest bitch in the world is growing your audience. So literally share this out for one person that could get any value out of this. And if you're not subscribed to his stuff everywhere, so freaking subscribe. Just hit the damn button and show him some love and throw that that, that way. It's the greatest thing in the world. Thank you, Danny. I appreciate yeah. it. Awesome. So thank you guys so much for coming on and we will see you again soon.